This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my wonderful husband, Kyle, to discuss the Music City Challenge and the Tiger Paw Invite. Twice the co-hosts, twice the meets, twice the fun. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, every once in a while, I have a few things that I get right at. I guess when you've been podcasting for eight plus years now, nine plus years now, eight, at some point, it's got to. You know, here I thought work. you were going to say, I get some things right because I married you, my wife. Well, I was but talking about outside of podcasting. Are. Of course, that's, don't, don't dig me a hole. I didn't start <laughs> digging a hole. Come on now. Come on. So these meets took place February 10th and 11th. Somebody give me an auger because I'm stuck in this hole already. <laughs> so two meets, obviously the team split. Um, Music City Challenge. It's exactly where it is. Music City. Where's Nashville, Music Tennessee. Where's where Music City, Miss Geography? Nashville. Okay. Just making sure you're aware of that. Yes. And well, where's the Tiger Paw invite? Clemson, South Carolina. There you go. Well, technically, we you like even Anderson, said South Clemson Carolina. correctly. So. Clemson? No. Clemson? No. Sometimes you say Clemson. Clemson? Clemson? It's a very weird word. It is weird. Either way, we're in Nashville. We're in South Carolina. This happens a few times, uh, both indoor and outdoor, where we send some athletes to one particular meet as opposed to another, or some to the other. Any per- particular reason why you think that happens competition competition you think it's that's, like stiffer competition at some meets or some events my guess that's i what don't I have think. a lot of factual basis on that or it may be simply as the particular meet may not have the space this is indoor after all where Correct. there's like more limited space too. that is actually true i'm just speculating i hear it's what we do on a show and kyle loves to ask questions that we don't have the answers to so What's here we are why don't you hit us off with some highlights the highlights from these particular meets and then we'll jump right into all the results let's talk about them ariana sharp we've been talking about her a lot this season yeah. already broke the freshman school record in the 400 meter dash at the tiger paw invite her time was 52.42 seconds and broke a 15-year freshman record, which used to be 52.95. She beat it by more than half a second. It doesn't... I know we tend to at least talk about someone breaking a record in indoor or outdoor every single season, but I don't feel like we've talked a lot about freshman records. I know. First of all, I love that there are freshman-specific records to break, and I really love that she broke a record that's 15 years old. I mean, that is the vast majority of this girl's life. Think about this. Yeah. She's 18, 19 years old. So I guess when you put it into that perspective, that, she was that's a true. toddler or a preschooler but when it, this record started. It also fascinates me that we have freshman records. Do you think we have sophomore records, no. junior records? Isn't that weird though? Like, why, why freshman? It's like, kind of like, I don't know, but in high like school, you've got freshman thing? records too. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I find that interesting. Like, I why? don't know. Stop but, asking why. But, but listen, so this is even like in SEC awards for the week, like we've seen it in track and field too. They'll give out SEC freshman run of the week and things like that. These, these are things I want to know, Jessica. Kyle, call the SEC. I don't know. I will do that with sometime. Call them tomorrow at 8 a.m. They will not be open at that time. But anyway. Anyway, all right, more highlights here. Another name we've been talking a lot about, Favor Ashe, moved to number three. Number three, folks. In the nation. With a 6.53 performance in the men's 600-meter dash semifinals. In the what? 600-meter dash? In the what? 600-meter dash? 60-meter dash. Whoa, I added a zero on there. Kyle, (laughs) if he ran the 600 in 6.53 seconds, he would literally be faster than a cheetah. Yeah, I would say, who is that fast man? (laughs) 
That's what I'd be saying. So incredible performance by him. Not surprising that he's already number three in the nation, though. Correct. So we also had Maddie Malone winning the women's weight throw invite section with a mark of 21.75 meters. Mara Hewalt got a PR and placed third in the weight throw invite with a throw of 21.28 meters. And of course, for the men's weight throw, Kyle Brown got a new PR and finished second with a throw of 21.99 meters. So these highlights, what they demonstrate to me is what you've seen a lot this season already. The high points, the, the or I should say the strongest points of the team aspect of track and field so far for Auburn have been the sprints and the throws as we were accustomed yep. to in the throws. But much like last week, we talked a lot about different events. You know, jumps were really good for us last week. So it just depends on the week, obviously, who's actually competing and what. But this is very typical for Auburn right now. And I mean that in a good way. Sprints and throws dominating for yeah, Auburn so absolutely. far. Absolutely. Which really speaks to the... Diversity. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. I couldn't come up with the, I was thinking like the that's renaissance aspect. The... Just call me Shakespeare. I got words coming out the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> you said Shakespeare and wazoo in the same sentence. I, there was a reason for that. Okay, reasons. <laughs> Why don't we just, let's just move on to all the results before we uh, mess this I, up I, even my further. My goal is just to send her off down a rabbit hole. Before he's, he's done that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All them highlights, let's talk about them. We'll obviously start with our ladies like we typically do, and let's start talking about some jumps. The women's long jump, Janiah Jones, 24th out of 60 competitors, a lot of people, 5.97 meters was her mark on the year. So it's a little bit lower than she's previously gotten at Texas Tech and Clemson, but still impressive. Elise Heddens, 57th out of those 60 competitors, 5.19 meters was her jump at the Tiger Paw. So moving on to women's pole vault, we had Alyssa Quinones placing 11th out of 15 with a vault of 3.9 meters. And Lexi Lena Weber placing fifth out of 17 in her section with a vault of 3.75 meters. It's interesting that everybody was a little bit lower than their previous marks in the season. Not necessarily saying that means anything, but it just it's an interesting trend yeah. to see right now. Uh, so early um, in the, the results that we're talking about right now. All the throws. We've got the women's weight throw. We've talked about a few of these already, but we'll start off with Danielle Gregory, who competed and 19 competitors in that particular group. She finished six, 18.45 meters was her throw. Moving back to what we've already mentioned, the dominance that is Maddie Malone and Mara Hewalt. Maddie with her first place out of nine competitors, 21.75 meters, and Mara Hewalt, third place out of those nine, 21.28 meters. Great job by the two of them to almost take the podium completely for Auburn there. There you go. Just just, just a little bit shy of that, but hey, we'll, we'll take it. Also, the shot put we've mentioned, uh, Mara Hewalt, fourth out of 37 competitors, 16.56 meters was her throw there. And it kind of falls right in the middle, somewhat maybe yep. the lower middle of where she's been throughout the season thus far. And Megan Hogg, 20, I guess that's how you pronounce those. That I was going to say Haig. Haig, Hogg, Haig. Megan Haig, 24th 
out of 37 competitors, 13.88 meters, exactly the same. I know. Isn't that interesting <laughs> that she's thrown shot put twice this season and both times have been 13.88 meters? Do you think it's more frustrating if you get the exact same yes. thing every time? Speaking <laughs> as an athlete that that happened to multiple times, it is more frustrating to be the exact same than it is to be even worse or just a smidge better. I can understand how that would be. A little yeah. bit frustrating so, at times. Yeah, absolutely. For women's high jump, we had Kamaya Dendi placing 20th out of 39 competitors with a jump of 1.64 meters. Then the women's triple jump, one of my favorites to watch, Essence Thomas placing 9th out of 29 competitors with her season best yep. of 12.89 meters. So difficult jump and even getting better at it. That's great. Yeah. Long distance stuff, at least to start off here. Women's one mile, uh, Jean Katsy. Now, I think we're actually mispronouncing Katsy. I thought it was Katsy. Is it Katsy? Jean Katsy. <laughs> I don't know. You've told me how to pronounce it before on the show. Jean, Janae, however we pronounce it, we're sorry. One mile run for them, 35 out of 97 uh, was Jean. <laughs> Four minutes, 51.9 uh, seconds. Haley Marston, 66 out of 97 competitors on that mile run. Four minutes, 59.9 seconds. Her best. This is the girl. I'm so proud of Haley. Look at that. So all season she's been five minutes, five seconds, five minutes, six seconds. She got under that five minute mark in like the best way possible. Four minutes, 59.9 seconds. That's an amazing that feeling, I'm sure. Women's 60 meter run. Uh, Shantae Klinkscale, 19th out of 72 in the prelim. Her time was 7.36 seconds. Uh, Shantae Klinkscale again in the finals, 13th out of the 23 that got to the finals there, 7.28 on that one. So a little bit faster yeah, in the finals. Yeah, significantly faster, actually, and her fastest all season. It's always hard for me to remember like what's considered a significant improvement or decline, you know, when you think about runs versus... Well, you have to think about how long is the event. And, and, that's, and that's what and I have to remind 60 myself. a 60-meter... Pretty much anything. As someone who wasn't a track and foot, that's what I have to kind of remind myself of. You got to really think about what the event is yeah. and then think about it in the context. Shorter the distance, yep. the shorter the amount of time that it would be really significant. No, no you're, okay. you're definitely right. And then Nia Benton Andrews, a different event, a different location. She competed in the 60-meter dash and got 15th out of 15 competitors, 7.68 seconds. Moving on to the women's 400. We actually had a five competitors. Three at Music City, two at Tiger Paw. So for Music City, we had Ariana Sharp placing eighth out of 81 competitors. With that time we've already talked about, 52.42 seconds. Abasiano Akpan placing 46th with her best of the season, 54.82 seconds. And Ashanti Harvey competed, placing 58th in 55.58 seconds. Then moving on to the other meet <laughs> um, at Clemson we had Ariel Sharp placing 22nd out of 43 competitors with her season best of 58.14 seconds and Layla Hasbrook placing 18th out of 43 in 57.84 seconds which is her fastest of the season also. a lot of people running in these in these in this particular event absolutely so for the women's 200 we had Shantae Klinkscale placing 27th out of 96 competitors in 23.74 seconds and Nia Benton Andrews placing 16th out of 70 competitors for the time of 24.7 seconds that was all the short distance stuff Let's talk about the long distance stuff. I get to steal one of Jessica's favorite events, so she's going to have to sit there and just take it. The four by four meter relay. That's coming up in just a oh, second. Oh, coming up. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking about the women's 3,000. I was like, no, you don't like that one, though. Well, I, it's a it's an athletic feat. It I is. I couldn't imagine To run it. that long 
And that, well, for that long, that's incredible. Hannah Tarwater in the 3,000 meter, 27th out of 56 competitors with a run of 10 minutes, 9.8 seconds. We also had Hallie Porterfield, who is 18th out of 24, 9 minutes, 36.1 seconds. Both names we're very familiar with in cross country. Then the 4x400 relay to round out the women's results. Names we're very familiar with, the Sharps, especially as part of this team, uh, Amari Sharp, Ariana Sharp, Ashante Harvey, and Abusiano Akpan, if I mispronounce it, I'm sorry. They got 11th out of 25, just right up there in the top you know, portion of that group there. Three minutes, 36.0 seconds. That was incredible. It's a good, it's a good run for them. It uh, is, and it's a 1.5 seconds faster than the last time they ran it, and it's the same athletes. Yep. Now, this time, I did notice they changed up their third and fourth legs, so you can tell that they are really trying to figure out where the handoffs are going to be best, what order to run these athletes in, and it's, it is interesting that um, both times they've I believe it was both events that they placed their fastest runner either first or second leg. Yeah. So uh, help me understand that. If you switch to third or the fourth, you want the fourth one to be your fastest? So there are so many different ways to run this. Right now, Auburn is doing it kind of in their fastest runner is first leg. Okay. And they're, the athlete that hasn't performed the best is fourth leg. Okay. Some schools do the exact opposite. Some schools like to have their fastest runner fourth leg. Make the ground, so right. to speak, yeah. However, I like Auburn's theory, which I assume is their plan, of let's start us out in a solid position. This also can do with who comes out of the blocks the fastest. Because you think your first runner is the only one that's coming out of blocks. That's true. Everybody else is taking a handoff. So you have to, as the coach, kind of take that into consideration. Who comes out of blocks, who takes handoffs the best, who gives to each other best. There are a lot of things that factor into that 4x4. Four four. The relay is a really good example, folks, for those of you that think they just go out there and run, they just they go do out not. there and jump. There's a lot of planning, practice into certain elements, how you come off the blocks, as you said, mm-hmm. that goes into something, especially this particular event. So it's a mm-hmm. good example of how non-simplistic track and field is. And especially wait till outdoor when we get that 4x1, which is absolutely insane to watch those handoffs where it is like, I mean, it just feels like a slap in the hand, like bam, bam, go. One more time. Nope, that was was the one time. Okay. Moving on to some men's stuff. Let's talk about men's weight throw. We had Kyle Moisson placing first out of 19 competitors with a throw of 20.63 meters. John Leonard placing 11th out of 19 in 18.43 meters. Then we had Kyle Brown placing second out of eight. This is in the invitational section with a throw of 21.99 meters, which is his best throw of the season. We talked about that. And Eric Ebel placing seventh out of eight competitors in with a throw of 20.53 meters. Good results, especially at the top part there. Uh, both events uh, from Kyle, from both the Kyles. Right? I know, the just, Kyles always. <laughs> I mean, what can we say? We're just pretty awesome. I'm just going to throw it out there. Anyway, moving on to men's shot put, we had Matthew Ruff placing 10th out of 26 competitors with a throw of 17.19 meters, which is his best of the season so far. And then Grant Griffin placing 12th out of 26 in 16.95 meters, his best of the season. All right, let's talk about some jumping events. The long jump, David Edmondson finished 18th out of 40, 7.23 meter jump for him. 
Michael May, 31st out of those 46.84 meter jump for him. We then had the pole vault. James Corson, third place overall, getting the bronze medal, 17 competitors total, who's, who, who is going up against 5.22 meters. And then Matthew Asplund was 14th out of those 17, 4.93 meters. Moving on to the men's high jump, one of our guys that we've talked about quite a bit this season. The had... pillars of the track and field team. <laughs> right. Dontavius Hill, who recently had a birthday, too. Happy I just birthday, Dontavius. Um, third out of 23 competitors with a jump of 2.16 meters. For the men's 60-meter hurdles, another one of those events that just absolutely just blows my mind when you think about track and field events. Um, you're sprinting, but you're also launching yourself over these hurdles. Alex Spyridonidis placing 31st out of 42 competitors with a time of 8.28 seconds, his best of the season. And then Michael May placing 36th out of 42 in a time of 8.42 seconds. You know what I'm really proud of? I'm really proud of with the name Spyridonidis, how we've learned to hurdle over saying that. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we just need to uh, stop. Uh, this podcast that's, is that's, horrible. That's good stuff right Nobody's there. Listen you know this. that was good stuff. <laughs> All right, the 60-meter dash. We've already mentioned the big highlight from this, Favor Ache, second overall, 58 competitors there, 6.59 was his run. Azim Fami, fourth, just short of the podium, 58 competitors, obviously. Well, this is prelim, so there's no podium. Just let me, just let me have my podium. I'm not going to let you be wrong. Just let me have my medals and my podiums. That's all I want. 6.65 was his run. And then Charlie Sexton, 43rd out of 58, six. 6.91s was the time for him. The 60 meters semifinals, we had Favor Ache, second overall, the 21 that made it that far with his 6.53, a little bit faster there from the initial run. Hazim Fami, sixth overall out of 21, 6.65s was his time there. And then in the finals, Hazim Fami, fifth out of six. 6.62 meter or that was his time, I guess. Almost 6.62 seconds. Thank you for finishing so, that. So a couple things to point out. Um, Favor Ache, it said he did not start the finals. He qualified for finals, but didn't start. I was going to ask. It did not specifically say that he was disqualified. So he didn't like come off the blocks too quick or because normally on results, it'll say literally DQ, yeah. disqualified. So for some reason, he just did not start that race, even though he qualified him and one other gentleman did not. So I'm going to ask, and just, I know you don't know, but just speculate. Why would someone not participate? Like, Unless it was an injury, I truly have no idea. I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. So yeah. we'll just we'll so not I assume the worst until we hear anything. So. Yeah, that's why I wasn't even going to bring it up because I don't like to assume. Well, that's what happens. So, you know what happens when you assume. We also, let's talk about <laughs> Azim real quick. So look at his his prelims, right. the original. He ran 6.65, which is exactly what he ran the last meet. Back to what you said, doing the exact His, same thing. You know, it's a little frustrating, probably. Semi time, six point six five. Yep, the exact same thing. But but in the finals, he got his season fastest, six point six two seconds. That's amazing. And the fact that this would be his third time competing in it in two days. That's amazing that he did his fastest run in the final. You know, the finals. They need to call him not a Zim, a Zoom. Oh, that's I love my that. that's my second. That's, that's my second you're bad about joke. You got kicked for, out of the show. Yeah, but anywho, that's, that's fine. Um, for the men's 400 meter, we had one athlete at Tiger Paw and four at 
nope, sorry, one athlete at Music City for Tiger Paw. So LeBron Bessick ran um, a time of 46.85 seconds, his fastest of the season, and placed 21st out of 81 competitors. A lot of people he was running against there and in the top part of the group there. Yeah, the top, what, 25%. Absolutely. I'm going to trust your math there. I mean, I'm a little off. He's probably 27th percent. That's anyhow. fine. Just just go with it. So Luke Roberts placing fourth out of 37 competitors with his fastest of the season, 48.61 seconds. John Stevens, 19th out of 37. His season fastest, 49.79 seconds. James Patrick, 25th out of 37 in 50.29 seconds. And Matthew Rayner, 30th out of 37 in 50.91 seconds. Moving on to the men's 200 meter, we had LeBron Bessick, 36th out of 70, 21.45 seconds. And then Charlie Sexton, 44th out of 70, 21.66 seconds. And that's LeBron, not James, but LeBron's first time running in that event this season, the 200 meter. The men's 800 meter, we got Rex Green finishing 15th out of 83 people. That's ridiculous. Great. One minute, 51.8 seconds. His first time competing in that particular event this season. We've got Davis Plowden. 45th out of those 83, one minute, 54.2 seconds. So look how many people were in between them, and there's only three seconds difference yep. in how they ran. That just tells 30 you. 30 people. That's a lot of people finishing all at the same time. Well, it's different heats. Heats, I, I get it. I, I, <laughs> there's I, no way you could have 45 people on the track. As soon as I said it, I knew it was wrong, but that's that's what happens when you're not a track and field athlete. And then finally, Lewis O'Loughlin, 20th out of the 24 in his particular event, one minute, 50.1 seconds. The 3,000-meter run, Familiar names here, Carson Bedix getting the silver medal second out of the 50 competitors. He was up against eight minutes, 12.1 seconds. And this is a PR for him by 10 seconds. It's a very good improvement for a 10 PR. 10-second PR. <laughs> it's That's lot. insane. It's a lot for him. Joseph Perry, 27th out of the 50, eight minutes, 27.2 seconds. And then in a different event, but the same the same event, but different group, we had Ryan Kinane, fourth uh, out of 22, eight minutes, 1.6 seconds. And I believe I read that that is also a PR for Ryan. Um, and I specify PR versus season best because sometimes we see season best results, but we don't actually know if that is the athlete's personal record for all of time. Unless clearly specified. Unless specified. So if I say season best and it is the PR, I just apologize because I never want to speculate that that is their all-time PR. So finally, I will round it out with the best event. I, I was going to leave that Thank one for you. Thank you. The men's 4x4. Four four. And not that the men's are better than the women's, but the 4x4 four four is the best event. Boys versus girls over here. The battle of the sexes. Uh-huh. I just love the 4x4. Four four. Um, 13th out of 18 for this Auburn group. This is the first time Auburn has competed in the men's 4x4 four four this season. So they had a time of 3 minutes, 21.9 seconds. Um, the team was made up of John Stevens, James Patrick, Matthew Rayner, and Luke Roberts. Mm-hmm. All names that we got to talk about a little bit from this meet, obviously. Some, yep. some ones that we don't talk about like a, a whole lot. We, we talk about them a little bit, but nice to actually run this event with this group and maybe we'll see them a little bit more into outdoor track and field. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully so, because our indoor season is rapidly coming to a close. Um, Auburn goes to the SEC Indoor Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas on February 24th and 25th. It's always in Arkansas, it feels like. Well, yeah, it's Arky. They're, they're, they're the gold standard of the SEC. They're the track SEC field. track and field it's like them team to beat. And Florida. And... We don't want to talk about that. Yeah, makes sense. So, <laughs> anyway, we will be back to talk about the SEC indoor championships. So, War Eagle. War Eagle. 
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.